Howdy, howdy, Canyon Brat. What's up? Welcome to episode number seven. I'm sitting here looking out the window at beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona, as snow is falling. But we're all in in, uh, in town, in the state, in the country, in the world, pretty much in self-quarantine right now because of the coronavirus. Just to give you reference in about the timing of this episode, it is March 19th, 2020. So if you're listening to it now and you're in quarantine, that's kind of what we wanted to do, throw another episode out there so you have something to listen to. Uh, if you're listening in the future, I hope everything is fine and dandy wasn't as big a deal as it possibly could have been. So hopefully everyone's safe and happy and healthy out there. Uh, This episode is just a little kind of storytelling episode about me and Carrie going down into the canyon, of course. Uh, Last weekend when we went down there, Corona wasn't a big, big deal. And when we came out, uh, everything had pretty much changed. So we spent three days and two nights down uh, hiking and backpacking the Escalante route in the eastern part of the canyon. Um, so again, we just sat down, nothing too crazy, and talked about it. So hopefully you can glean some information or some fun off of this episode. I may have gotten a little bit tipsy throughout the episode. I was drinking some whiskey and mead, but uh, hopefully that makes for entertainment and not annoyance. <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into episode number seven, Escalante Route. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> What's that joke about, like when you call someone and ask if their refrigerator's running? You call them and you say, is your refrigerator running? And they say, yes. Well, you better go catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I turned off the fridge. And you don't agree that the refrigerator was making... I think you're crazy. ...a sound. And uh, I think it was. But I'm not going to turn it on to have our audience decide. (laughs) (laughs) That would be just a little crazy. I'm going to scoot my chair up real fast. Okay. This is going to be really loud. I'm just saying if we forget to turn it right. or to plug it back in and all of my Corona food goes bad overnight. <laughs> corona? You've got Coronas in the fridge? No, I don't have any beer in oh. the whole house. But you are talking about a current event. We're here. I am. We have the quarantine <laughs> podcast stream going on right now. <laughs> What's going on right now in the world? A global pandemic. A global pandemic. That sounds kind of serious. It is serious. Bum, if bum, any of bum. you are listening to this and you're voluntarily out and about, go home. <laughs> Be responsible. <laughs> go home. <laughs> go home. Yeah. So if you're listening to this later on down the road, you may remember the COVID-19 coriander, coriander, the coriander virus. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was a virus from the spice fields of India. Um, The coronavirus. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's going on right now. So we decided to hole up here in the kitchen and set up the microphones and talk about, well, what what we normally talk about. Grand Canyon. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Cool. What are we we talking about tonight? Um, Our most recent backpacking trip this past weekend, um, the Escalante route. Yeah, I want to back up and say I hope everyone out there is is healthy and safe uh, and taking care of themselves. And uh, yeah, hopefully by the time people are listening to this, we uh, you know gave it the one two punch and uh, and knocked it out. I doubt it. So well, assuming wow. that it's going to take a while, I mean, or this might be our last episode <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think it's going to go on for a while. So that being said, if all of you responsible young folks out there are staying home. Um, 
as much as you can and you're bored out of your mind, then listen to our podcast, catch up on old episodes and recommend it to your other bored friends. Perfect. I like the way you think there. <laughs> <laughs> bored friends. Oh, bored as in boredom. Yes. <laughs> Not like people on the board. <laughs> I asked my grandpa if he was bored today. He's in a nursing home with no visitors for the foreseeable future. And Oof. he was like, no, no, I'm not bored. <laughs> no, no. No, it was really cute. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, his generation had to entertain themselves without, you know, yeah. we're, we're so used to being entertained 99% of our lives uh, that, yeah, he's like, no, he's like, I got a deck of cards and uh, my Frank Sinatra albums. <laughs> He went to dialysis today. Oh, well, wild. (laughs) It's not fall too far down the hole. We already have, I think we're like three and a half minutes in. (laughs) Um, so yes, coronavirus is happening, but the Canyon brats are here to entertain you in your self isolation. Uh, I need to entertain my empty glass right now. So I'm going to pour while you uh, introduce this episode. (laughs) Take that. I would love to be pouring myself a beer, but that is one thing I did not stock up on. So dumb. That's crazy. I think booze is the one thing that people are... I mean, toilet paper, hand sanitizer, cans of beans, and booze. Yeah. I think when I was at the store, I thought it would be like cool to give you know, a sober few weeks to try and see how it goes. Really? You didn't inform me of that. <laughs> Oh, well, I am now. How do you feel about it? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, like less activity with the gyms being closed. It could be like a healthy decision. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Gyms are closed. So um, Mayor Coral Evans here in Flagstaff, our mayor pro- proclamated <laughs> uh, on uh, Friday. Mm. No. It was like two Su- days ago. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. On Monday. I think it was Tuesday. <laughs> Either way, she uh, put out the proclamation that all basically social gathering spots would be closed, uh, like bars, gyms, like you said, uh, like yoga studios, anywhere where you sit around with each other or hang out with each other. Restaurants. Yeah, food. So everything's to go. You can still go, as of this point, you can still go and get to go things, um, such as libations, such as this whiskey. So right now I am drinking. I'm, I'm inventing kind of this drink right now. I think I'm inventing it. I mean, I'm sure other people have drank it, but I'm making a peanut butter jelly drink, a peanut butter jelly cocktail. I'm starting with a highball glass, two ice cubes. I'm pouring in Revel Stoke peanut butter flavored whiskey, which is an atrocity. I think this is a terrible, terrible thing for me, who is a whiskey and scotch lover, to be drinking peanut butter whiskey. But I'm doing that. Oh, glug, glug, glug. That was a yeah. generous pour you just gave yourself. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, oh! We're bored. <laughs> we're bored. And then now I'm adding some drinking horn Bluetooth mead, which is a blueberry mead, honey wine, for the jelly part. No idea on proportions on this, but there we go. Smell it. Does it smell like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No. No. What's it smell like? I don't think I'm going to say anything positive. So just give it a whirl. All right. Tell the world how it is. Give it a whirl. Here we go. So peanut butter whiskey and Bluetooth mead. Peanut butter jelly cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I don't know. 
<laughs> no, it didn't work out. I don't. Hmm. Did you smell it before you drink it? Because that was pretty yeah. off-putting. I'm not yeah. It, it doesn't. I don't, know. I don't know. I'll give it. I'll give it a couple minutes. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to edit <laughs> the crap out of this introduction. <laughs> Whatever. So, all right. Well, peanut butter jelly. I mean, there's different proportions. We'll see throughout the evening. So you mentioned what we're gonna talk about. It was this past weekend, not too long ago, mm-hmm. and we did a another backpacking trip. So we did the gyms route a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then, uh, we did a little run in the Canyon as well. We might talk about it at some other point, but then this was another backpacking trip. Uh, and it was three days as well. And this time we did the Escalante route. Mm-hmm. So what is the Escalante route? Canyon brat carry. This is getting better by the way. Second drink was better. Well, it's very strong. Maybe it's already getting drunk. Yeehaw. <laughs> I'm getting Corona drunk. Right. What's the Escalante route? Wait, I can't remember. Oh, new hands. <laughs> you can edit that out. You better start drinking again. <laughs> you think that's going to improve my memory? I think that all hope is lost on that. Um, well, let's back up and talk about what our original plan was and then get into Escalante. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because this was not our original plan to do yeah. Escalante route. So our original plan for this weekend was to do the Royal Arch route which starts on South Bass, uh, same as the gems route. So um, I got the permit for the Royal Arch route um, a couple weeks ago, and we, were, we weren't we were going to do the full loop. We were just going to camp for a couple nights at the Arch um, and do a day hike the second day. And I was super excited about it because it's a beautiful area that I've been to and really wanted um, Nick to go. Yeah, you've been, like, really like wanting this trip to happen yeah. for, for me. You love the Royal Arch route. Yeah. I think uh, it's top two Grand Canyon trips for me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we remember, we'll know what your top one is. But um, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was the original plan. Um, and then we were thrown a weather curveball um, last week. It It had been dry for, gosh, like two months or more. And then last week we got... Um, three or four days straight of rain. Um, so we were definitely worried about the South Bass Road, which we talked about on our last, or not our last podcast, but on our Gems Route podcast. Um, the South Bass Road can get pretty gnarly when it's wet and actually become impassable. Um, so I think we kind of went into last weekend um, knowing that that was a concern and a possibility that we might not actually be able to get to the trailhead. <laughs> Yeah. And so we uh, got to Grand Canyon, started down the path, down the kennel road towards South Bass, and everything was perfect, right? Uh, is that sarcasm? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow. Sarcasm um. meter is off. <laughs> no, it wasn't perfect at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Immediately there were um, some big... Uh, puddles and the road was initially, or just like right off the bat, a lot worse than it was the last time we drove down. So we knew it was going to get worse, but we forged ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my Jeep Jeep, I have a lot of confidence in dry, rocky four wheel situations, but as far as this slop, uh, honestly, there's not much you can do to, to combat sloppy, muddy conditions, um, short of having like 
giant tires with like three inch tread or like, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we, I don't know. I gave it a go. There was one point where I just had it on, you know, the accelerator, like slipping and slopping all over the place. <laughs> and, uh, the ruts were another big thing. There were some, there's some deep ruts. And if you don't have the clearance, when your tires drop in that rut, you can get high centered on that mud and that would not be good. Um, you just basically would be stuck there till someone pulls you out. So yeah, we got to a point we were following tracks. They turned around. We kind of, you know, we had a discussion. I think we really, we kind of talked it out. Uh, my ego was, <laughs> I think you talked it out <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah, I just did not want to not do it, you know, like, and, and the possibility of us being out there and doing this route, if it was there, then I wanted to grab it and take it and, and go for it. But I now have all confidence in the world that we wouldn't have made it out there. No, I don't think so. We got back to the backcountry office. We talked to Ranger Reese and Powell. What's yep. his first name? Nate. Nate Powell, Ranger Nate Powell at the backcountry office. What up, guys? I don't know if you're <laughs> on Instagram or if you're listening to podcasts, but... Uh, they're awesome. Back. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool guys. And um, they basically said they had another guy go out with a dually and chains who was super confident, and he came back and said, no way. And then we met someone later on on the trail who said a local went out there um, to scout it, and he said, no way. So... My little Jeep Jeep is as much as I love it. No. We yeah. Would, we, we would have spent a majority of the weekend chilling in the car, um, waiting for someone to pull us out. <laughs> yeah. With only four beer, three beers. Oh no. No, we had four. Four beers. Yeah. With only four beers. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't mind staying out there just chilling necessarily. Wouldn't have been the worst thing I would have world. forced us to walk to the trailhead. How far? We've been 20 miles. Oh, no way. <laughs> Baloney to the trailhead. It's like 16 Actually, more miles. Actually, I probably would have like run back to the village. Yeah. We were we probably were... closer to the village than to the trailhead. Take that as a word of caution, all you brats out there, that the trail out, to, or the road rather, out to South Bass is definitely weather dependent. And we already know that, and you guys probably already know that, but uh, we gave it a go. We got turned around. We went to the backcountry office. It was cold. Yeah. yeah. It was cold that morning. I remember getting out of the backcountry office and like just like jogging, like running <laughs> to well, the front door. Like, oh. We at the time we were both wearing raincoats and not puffies. Yeah. And one of us still hasn't found their puffy. <laughs> if you find my puffy, please send it in a self addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> um, yes, I lost my puffy. Uh, I don't know where it is. It's very sad. So I went through this whole trip without Puffy. And for those of you who know, being in the canyon with weather, that's not the greatest thing. Do you think, let's talk about this right now. Do you think Grand Canyon National Park will or would ever close? Um, uh, yeah, I do think it might close. Um, I mean, they're not running shuttles right now. I think the next step would be to close like all the lodges and... Um, yeah, and still just allow access to the park. It might be similar to when we've had government shutdowns in recent years. Um, you can still drive into the park. There's just no one manning the fee stations. There are no rangers on duty. Um, you know, everything's closed. So I think it could be similar to that soon. But do you think they would stop access completely at the entrance stations? I don't know. 
This is that an would unprecedented be time. We have never say that again. We, this is an unprecedented time. Oh, you said it different that yeah, time. Yeah, I kind of overpronunciated. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. <laughs> unprecedented. It is unprecedented, and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna send that out. So you guys may have seen this uh, question already sent out on Instagram because I'm gonna do it. It's weird. I'm gonna do it in the future, but the people listening to this, it'll be the past. Do you think the canyon will close? Um, close down for this. So yeah, lodges closing, um, any gathering places, even like, like Mather point, you go to Mather point at any day of the year and there's way more than 10 people. And at this point right now, when we're broadcasting, (laughs) broadcasting, um, there is a restriction or a, a, you know, a requested restriction of 10 people. There's there's more than 10 people at Mather Point. Well, the shuttles aren't running in the nope. canyon right yep, now. They're closed. So, yeah, but a lot of those viewpoints are less populated right now. Yeah. Anyway, back to our trip. <laughs> to yeah. To <know>. um, <laughs> yeah. So we um, were lucky, I think, with a combination of COVID-19 and just some chilly weather. I'm sure there were a lot of folks traveling from out of state. Um, that canceled their travel plans for spring break. And we were able to get a permit for the Escalante route. Um, we even had another backup option where we could have gotten permits too. So we lucked out on that. Um, so what is the Escalante route? So <laughs> if you know the canyon and you know some of the trails, you're probably familiar with the Tonto Trail. The Tonto Trail is a trail that traverses pretty damn close to halfway down the canyon, um, halfway in between the river and the rim. And there are there are a certain number of miles um, point to point, and one of those sections in the eastern side of Grand Canyon from New Hance to Tanner Trail is called the Escalante Route. And so that is a, we didn't even figure out how many miles that was, did we? I think it was 35 well, the, or 33. Our trip total, yeah. Yeah. But I, that's... That, oh, that section Tonto of the Tonto? Between, yeah. I think that was 15. Mm, somewhere, 14. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Pretty accessible, but probably not very traveled. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really well maintained, I think, compared to the Gems route. I think it's a lot easier to follow. Do you yes. not agree? Oh, no, no, oh. I, I absolutely agree. It's more, yeah, maintained and easier, to, way easier to follow easier than to follow, the gyms. Yeah. I mean, it's another world easier to follow. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, you're not even really. You're looking for Karens every once in a while, but you're not losing your way like yeah. like we were on the gyms route. So you can do it either way. You can go down New Hance across the Tonto and up Tanner, or you can go down Tanner across the Escalante, the Tonto, and then up New Hance. And we didn't decide it was our only choice to do it this way. And it was kind of funny. To do it the, the former, not the latter. Yeah, New Hance, Tonto, Tanner. So you could think of it west to east. And it's upriver. And Ranger Reese was saying how it's more normal to go downriver. But I enjoyed our, our, our direction. I think it was. I did too. Um, yeah, I think there are probably pros and cons of each way. I don't think there's a big difference. So if you are planning this trip in the future, I think, you know, it's going to be great no matter what. Yeah. I enjoyed going upriver just because of the sun. Like we were hiking with the sun 
um, behind us in the afternoon, which is really nice. And I think that it just makes for like better colors and mm. views and pictures. Um, yeah, you mentioned that on the trail. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We, whoa. whoa. Coronavirus is affecting the electricity right now. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Man, there's some spider webs on Lights the just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Edit point. <laughs> Clean that up. <laughs> 21 minutes and... Uh, I think you should leave it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't edit these things, <laughs> as you can hear from my Drinking Horn podcast. Um, so, yeah, so we got our permit. We were ready to go. By that point, it was getting later in the day, but we had a fairly short day. I even said, like, oh, today's going to be a chill day. And Ranger Reese was like, well, you, you know, it's steep, blah, blah, blah. Um, what time did we get started? Um, 10 20, 10 30. Uh, 10 20 is what, yep, I think yeah. is what we did. So we got started at 10 20, which is a pretty late start for the canyon, but we had to go down New Hance Trail. If anyone out there has been on the New Hance Trail, it is very unmaintained um, and actually hard to find if you don't know how to look for it. There's not a trailhead right off the road. Oh, yeah, finding the trail head itself yeah 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 you actually there's no parking spaces mm -hmm. there's no like sign saying it's not like yaki point or south kaiba or any of that um so we we start down and it we, we cruised it we did it in four hours i think yeah and yeah. that was i think taking our time and like stopping probably half a dozen times to take our raincoats off put them back on <laughs> oh my gosh yes there is a thing where I'm actually starting to watch you as if you start taking your raincoat off, I know exactly what's going to happen next. I don't take my raincoat off yep. because I know the clouds are going to start <laughs> either covering the sun or spitting rain or both. And then as soon as you start putting it back on, I take mine off because I know <laughs> as soon as you put your raincoat on, it's going to get hot and sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It the, the clouds watch you in the canyon. Mm -hmm. They do. It's a fun little game that they play. You, oh, fun? You think? Yeah. Is that how you thought oh, about it? Oh, I just, sorry. I oh. thought of something we really have to talk about. Oh, nice. Okay, so she was, as she writes that down, I am going to add a tiny bit more of the peanut butter whiskey so that I think the flavor will pop a little bit more. <laughs> so, um, yeah, our first day was short mileage-wise, um, and it was beautiful. The, the weather for as like finicky as it was, um, just made for really beautiful scenes. Um, we saw a rainbow within the first like 10 minutes of hiking that was gorgeous over Coronado Butte, yeah. um, or I guess under Coronado Butte. And yeah, it was just really pretty, really great temperatures. Um, I'd like to, the, the rainbows were crazy the first day. We saw more than just one. We saw yeah. several times it all of a sudden I would say, oh, look, there's a rainbow like right there. And it would be underneath us. It's always cool to see a rainbow underneath you. Where but Grand Canyon are you likely to see something like that? Yeah, it was coming under Coronado. There's one going over Red Canyon. Yeah, so these rainbows were popping out everywhere the first day. Because science-wise, if you know, you need the sun behind you and the rain ahead of you to see a rainbow. So if you're ever looking for a rainbow, if it's sunny all of a sudden with a rainstorm, put your back to the sun and look. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so day one, the weather, the rainbows, um, off and on, the mist, it would be like there would be this giant 
curtain of mist that would come through from the top, from the south, and start to slowly guide its way down the canyon. And I even looked at one point back at us a couple times, back, and then we'd walk. And I'd look back, and I'd walk, and I was waiting for it, and then boom. It would just kind of tickle us with its with its little mist. And so the weather was was great. Mm-hmm. Completely cloudless, sunny days in the canyon are not cool, right? Do you agree? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything to add to that. You can cut that part out. Sorry. Well, yes, it was pretty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just cut that part out make a note. <laughs> so as we're hiking through the New Hans Trail and kind of scrambling around, it's not maintained. Moisture and soil with a big amount of debris on top of it is not stable. And we experienced that, which was really cool. Oh, we had stopped. Was it lunch, brunch, or like second lunch? What about second breakfast? Don't think he knows about second breakfast, Pip. You eat a lot on the trail. (laughs) (laughs) You get hungry a lot. I think it was our first stop, though. Yeah. Yeah. So we stopped uh, under kind of like, I don't know, there's a couple of big boulders and then there was like a tree. We were finding a little bit of like shelter. And at first thought, I thought it was a, a, a thunder. Yeah, me too. Yeah, for, for an instant, not long. Mm-hmm. For a split second, I thought it was thunder. And then realized it was rockfall. And then realized it wasn't just rockfall, but it was like... Close rockfall. Big rockfall. Rock fall. Yeah. yeah. And close. In fact, so much so that I, <laughs> I like hopped up and I looked straight above us mm-hmm. to see if there was a decision that needed to be made. Like, but there wasn't. Yeah. Like, pretty quickly knew that it was in the canyon that we had just come out of, possibly, because I didn't see it. Yeah, we didn't see it, but that canyon was like around a small curve. So I think it was either that one that we had literally just walked over maybe five minutes, three minutes before, or the one um, further back from that, so maybe 10 minutes before. Yeah, I think it was a closer close. one. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you hear, boom, 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 <laughs> And it was, I like perked up. As soon as I knew we were okay, I like ran over to the rim to see if I could see it. But all I could see was a bunch of dust which was actually hard to tell if it was dust or mist yeah yeah because the mist was coming through so that was the first time that was the biggest amount of rock fall i've heard in the canyon you know i've heard little little rocks and pebbles and in fact had a mountain lion knock rocks down close to me before (laughs) someone else knocked a rock down that's day two this is day one (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that rock fall was pretty pretty crazy and i wish we would have seen it but didn't see it but it was a big one mm-hmm. it was a big one that's something to think about too on these days when you've had like moisture for a day or two like rain that soil becomes more unstable and so those big rocks will fall guess what's happening every single day every single year the grand canyon is falling in on itself <laughs> like that's just how it is so yeah so there's your note to me yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then we got to camp a lot earlier than we usually do, um, which was awesome. We've been talking so much lately about wanting to have a slightly more chill trip so we can get to camp, hang out for a couple hours instead of rolling in as the sun's going down and 
making food and going to bed. Um, so it was really nice to hang out um, at New Hans Beach. And Hans Rapids are no joke. So Seriously. that was cool. Yeah. And I ran those on my river trip, and it was the most terrifying day of the trip. So that was um, really neat once I – I don't even think I realized that until the second day that I had actually – um, been through that rapid on a boat <laughs> and then I started having deja vu for the rest of the trip but yeah it's a big rapid yeah yeah they're crazy strong it, it was it's a little you're sitting there safe on the shore but you're looking out and I, at least for me like I got like some anxiousness <laughs> just yeah. looking at those rapids mm-hmm. yeah so we head down there we got to Hans camp or Hans beach uh, the camp site area down there. And it is, there's, we had choices. There's no one else out there. Uh, well, we eventually saw people, uh, but there was no one there out there, out there. We had our choice of campsites, our pick of the litter, pick of the litter. And our <laughs> pick, our litter pick was a great one. We had this tree down there. If you go down there and camp at Hans camp, we'll just call it Hans camp from now on. Uh, there is a spot under this tree that is just glorious. I I loved it. And some of the reasons were, number one, it just looked cool. Mm-hmm. But number two, there was a lot of spots to like set your gear. This tree had branches all over the place. And so you could hang something here. You could set something here because it was sand. And I have a little problem with sand getting in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like setting my stuff in sand. I have a problem with scorpions and mice. So, uh, yes, it was nice. Yeah. So, great, great campsite. I think the best one out of the two for me. Um, and we set up camp. We had a ton of time. Uh, went to the river. I was worried about the river uh, because of filtering, mm. because that was our only water. Oh, we didn't talk about on the way down Red Canyon. So Red Canyon, the spring has been known to test higher than the, um, FDA numbers for arsenic. And we had just, we were sitting there wondering if we should actually just go ahead and drink from the Red Canyon Springs. Nick was pro arsenic. arsenic. I was anti-arsenic. i just wanted everyone to everyone. The know. final decision was that we didn't drink from it. I, I wouldn't say <laughs> I'm Nick would have pro been by arsenic. himself. He would <laughs> not be worrying about coronavirus right now. He'd be worrying about his arsenic poisoning. Yes. So <laughs> Carrie saved our lives. Mm-hmm. And so uh, anyway, so we go to to Hans Rapids or, or Hans Camp, and the water was super clear. Mm-hmm. We were worried about it being murky and we'd have to wait for it to settle for, you know, I don't know, six to eight hours to 12 hours. But uh, I scooped it up with the gallon jug that I was carrying, looked at it, and it was totally clear, totally fine to filter. Mm-hmm. So we filtered that out and we were we were great. Um, what else did we do at camp there? Um, we threw some sticks in the river. <laughs> we found some <laughs> cool rocks. Um mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, the rocks down there are just in the inner gorge are amazing. Yeah. They're so cool. Yeah. There are awesome rocks on this trip. We didn't take any, don't worry. (laughs) Only took pictures and left only footprints. Yes. (laughs) Lots of footprints. Um, Yeah, that was about it. The rain came in again in the evening, so... I drank both of my beers. 
bad choice. It was a bad choice. <laughs> but I just <laughs> wanted to drink both of my, two of my beers, both of my two beers. Uh, you drank one, saved the other <laughs> one. And uh, yeah, beautiful camp. So yeah, went to bed, got up, and then we had the Tonto Trail to go from Hans Camp to Tanner Beach. So day two ahead of us was somewhere between 10 and 15 miles of the Tonto Trail. We hadn't written it down. Again, this wasn't our first choice. So we yeah, didn't really and we research. didn't even have a map. So Because I had brought the map for the Royal Arch part of the Grand Canyon and left kind of like the mid-Grand Canyon map at my house. So Yeah, so anyone who knows the maps of Grand Canyon, there's three of them, right? Mm-hmm. There's a western, a central, and an eastern. And you had brought the western because we were going to be in the western. That was the plan, but we were in the eastern. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't know the mileage, but we knew, you know, whatever we had 10 to 15 miles ahead of us of a traverse, which we've done previously the last couple of weeks, a lot of <laughs> 50, 60, 70, 76 ish miles. Some quick math of traversing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Beep, boop, bop, boop, bop. Boom. Two plus two is four minus one. That's three quick maths. Uh, and then one of the first things we were to run across, one of the first of two things we were going to run across was Rockfall, uh, something called the well, something about the Rockfall and the Papago Wall. And so we didn't know what to. I didn't know what to expect. Did you know what to expect? No. No. Yeah. Ranger <laughs> Reese talked about it a little bit, uh, but we get to this spot and there's a fork in the trail, and it's like go continue along the river a nice leisurely stroll or cross you know the tonto next to the river or go straight up this boulder pile we went up the boulder pile which i think was the only way to go i think it was inevitable to go over the boulder pile inevitable yeah (laughs) something was going to stop you down low but we didn't know that so we look up and there's this giant rock fall and we start up it and we're scrambling and it's loose. It's not, it's crazy. It's actually kind of interesting that this is a route that people take somewhat, I wouldn't say often, but there's plenty enough people that go through this obstacle that you would think it would have stabilized itself by now. Yeah, it's a little more <laughs> precarious than I was expecting. I think yeah. I still had the rock fall from day one in my head too. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous every time we were walking over a boulder field the yep. whole trip. Yeah. It, that was on my mind too, on my brain, was that these rocks above us aren't necessarily in their most stable condition. Mm-hmm. So we're going around either boulders that are as big as, you know, like garages <laughs> up to like smaller ones, you know, softball size. Like they're they're all different sizes. And we're scrambling up. Use your hands. It's it's a scramble. And we get past that up to the top. And there's a beautiful viewpoint at the top. A really cool little spot to walk out on. And, and a great, you know, photo opportunity, if you will. <laughs> Sun's had hard hands. And so you go out there and I scramble up a little bit higher to take the photo. And it's a great shot. You got the river in the background. I get the shot. I even get a little jumping shot of you. I'm like, jump, one, two, three, boom. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm coming back down to you, and I put my hand down on a, on a you know, microwave-sized boulder or, or freezer-sized boulder, and guess what happens? 
that freezer size boulder decides, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts to go. It Oof. starts to fall. It was so loud and scary. <laughs> My thought was I'm like holding it because I think it's like going to come down towards you but you're way off so i was yeah. like okay so i just stepped myself out of the way it kind of hit my calf on the way down and you're right what'd you just say it was loud and scary yeah it, it and it was, got louder yeah <laughs> obviously it picking up went speed. down hit the trail below me went across and down the slope and went down a hundred feet to the next spot that it was going to keep going boom <laughs> crazy my first thought was is someone down there and then they weren't like no one was down there yeah but it was a big old big old rock fall so, so i now careful. realize yeah how <sighs> trying to take a picture <laughs> yeah so that was nuts yeah that was crazy yeah like like that that was a giant rock fall that i caused and i apologize Sorry, Canyon. Sorry, Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got up there. That was a rock fall. The rock fall is no joke. We went up it. I think going down it would be awful. Oh, that would have been terrible. Like with big packs, it would have been awful. Yeah. No pack on. I don't think it would have been that bad. But. Yeah. And then we hit, we, we come up to, <laughs> we come to this spot. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking around wondering, how are we going to get down? <laughs> we're on top of this basically cliffside above the river and i don't necessarily see an immediate way down while carrying a 30 to 40 pound pack and we dropped packs we look around we actually separated for a second and we both went down in different spots not knowing the other person was going down yeah. like oh hey <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's a pop go wall yeah i guess it was, <laughs> I kept thinking that the Papago wall was the rock fall, but I think that you're right that it's the spot after that. Well, maybe it's like I'm a literal not. wall. I guess we should look that up. We don't need Someone to look it up. There. We've got, we've got Canyon Brats. We've got how many now? 130? Yeah. We've got 130 You guys, look it up for us. Canyon Let us know Brats. what the Papago yeah. wall is. <laughs> you guys out there, someone out there is listening and you know the difference between the Papago wall and the rock fall, if there is a difference. Um... Either it's the rock fall area that's super loose and scrambly and wacky, or it's the cliff face that we had to down climb tw twice, three times. I think we down climbed it three times. Yeah. Well, you left your pack at the top. I got down with mine. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we decided to go explore Papago Canyon, which just looked so enticing. It was so pretty. Yeah. Um, and then realized that accessing it was a little trickier than we thought. So we had to climb back up, um, walk along the top for a little bit until finding a spot to down climb into the canyon. Yeah. It was a cool canyon. Yeah, it was awesome. I think it's just really amazing to realize how many narrow, uh, basically slot canyons there are in the Grand Canyon. Like I think I said this when we were exploring around that, I spent years just kind of sticking to the corridor trails in the canyon and just kind of running and hiking around and had no idea that stuff like the Papago Canyon existed. Um, and we've seen so many of those canyons now, and each one is different and unique. So, um, yeah, it was cool. How amazing is it that 
the rock formations in the walls could be different day to day depending on the weather. Mm-hmm. You get different colors bouncing off of them. The pool that was there, do you remember that that pool that was above the little pour off oh, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the chalk stone? Yeah. That's that's completely different depending if there's water there or not. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, you're right. The uniqueness is so cool. Yeah. And I would have loved to explore more. We were doing the, <laughs> let's go around one more corner. Okay, let's go around one more corner. <laughs> and eventually realized that we had hiked like two miles and had a, a long day ahead of us. Yeah. So we turned around. We actually did have that little conversation as we're walking up. I'm like, you know what happens when you want to look around the next corner? And you're like... <laughs> Yeah, you want to look around the next corner. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. And you went further than I did. You went out there. I think I got to a wall, a, a rock wall too. So that probably was going to be our turnaround point no matter what. But Yeah, there's so many canyoneering routes out there. My little Avenza map has little canyoneering routes up and down that area. But gorgeous area. Papago, if you give yourself enough time on the actual Tonto part between New Hance and Tanner explore Papago Canyon. I mean, and explore is kind of a, uh, it's kind of a big word. Just walk up Canyon. Well, we spent like a solid hour. We did. Poking yeah. around in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like poking. Bing, bing, <laughs> bing, bing. Yeah. And so we, we hit that. We went down. It, it's a little, I wouldn't say it's route finding, but like it's not completely straightforward where to go after that. But you eventually see a couple Karens, and then and then we started climbing, up, 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 mm, up. Yeah. Not not as much as yeah, <laughs> not as much as later on in the day. But we went up a little ways, and then down, and then we, <laughs> I'd say we got lost at one point, or at least we got we didn't know where oh, we were. Oh, a seventy-five mile canyon. Yep. Yeah, we passed it accidentally, and basically just went to a, a camp that's probably like a river trip camp. Oh, yeah. And I realized as we were <laughs> poking around in there that I had camped there on my river trip. It was like <laughs> such a wild experience that second day for me. I did a river trip six or seven years ago, a long time ago, and my memory is awful for anyone that's listened to this podcast before <laughs> knows. <laughs> so I, yeah, just there are so many moments on day two where we'd be in a spot and I was like, oh, I remember being here. I remember putting my tent here. I remember taking a picture over there. So that was really awesome. What, what was the biggest memory jogger in your brain? Oh, do you? Are you like quizzing me? Is it something Come on. specific or weird? Yeah. It's what you'll never oh, forget. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember where we set up the groover. Yeah. <laughs> you won't forget where you sat down on the river on the groover. Yeah. And so for those of you that don't know, the word groover, um, it's, you know, kind of a river term for a toilet. And the one we had was like a bucket with like a nice little um, flip seat, like Aww. an actual toilet seat. Like it was nice. That's not a groover. Yeah. But the, so where's the word groover come from? <laughs> so uh, river trips back either back in the day, or I'm sure still now today for their quote unquote toilet or receptacle, they would use an ammo can. So an ammo can is this rectangular, you've seen them like they like have this flip top that like latches closed. It's a rectangle. And when you sat down to do your business, it's a rectangle, not a circle. And so you would leave grooves on your, your butt. Lips, yeah. 
and on your butt cheeks. So it was called the Groover. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still called the Groover no matter what. Yep. And so I remember one point we were walking down and you were like, oh, this is, oh, I remember this spot. This is where the Groover was. Yep. I was like, that's exactly how you remember these places. We always had the best views. Thanks, Angie and Mike. Yeah. A poop with a view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to, you shout out Angie and Mike. I want to shout out Rick. We talked about poops with a view <laughs> all the time. <laughs> So we passed it because uh, I thought we had two drainages. We must have missed one because we, we passed this group of, was it all guys? I think mm-hmm. it was all guys, like six of them. And they were super energetic and they were super happy. They're like, yeah, we came, we're doing the opposite. We came from Tanner. In my mind, maybe not in your mind, but in my mind, I was like, there's no way these guys came from Tanner this morning. It's way too early. But they were so energetic. I think we missed one of the drainages. And backtracked and eventually found 75 Mile Canyon, which is a really cool canyon down by the river. Mm-hmm. Some narrows, like a narrow slot canyon for at least, it's a slot canyon for what, like half a mile? Yeah. Yeah. Not as far as I expected, actually. Yeah, it opened it. It opened it. Did, it <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, peanut butter, jelly, whiskey. Uh, it opened up uh, eventually. Yeah. Um, right when you start to head back up on the Tonto, but a beautiful, beautiful slot Canyon down the inner gorge, 75 mile Canyon. And, uh, yeah, we headed up there. We started getting, we started climbing a lot after that point, climb, 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 climb up, 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 uh, like an, a pretty insane amount. I mean, we almost made it, I think to the red wall. We almost, well, no, that's stupid. We, we didn't, <laughs> <laughs> not quite that high, but we, we went way up and we started getting views of the Unkar, the Unkar group, which I've always seen from the South Rim, but you can't really get a good vision of it. But there are these rolling red hills, this, and this volcanic basalt cliff that pokes out. It's really a unique place in the canyon. Uh, and so I was, I was really stoked to see the Unkar. And, um, to see it for that long, Mm -hmm. for as long as we saw it from up above, we traversed in and out of these kind of side canyons, seeing these towers and, but these red hills and this basalt cliff above kept being the main feature, um, that I, that I enjoyed for that part of the, of the trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we came around, we came up to a spot where we didn't know where we were going because there was a very, very defined trail up to a viewpoint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right above the Unkar Rapids, the Unkar Creek Rapids. And we decided to drop packs and go check out this viewpoint. We didn't expect what we saw. <laughs> Why don't you tell the story? Um, well, we think we saw a dead body. <laughs> well, you gave it so, all away in sorry. the first two seconds. <laughs> Y'all want to see a dead body? You guys want to go see a dead body? Okay, it probably wasn't a dead body, but we, um, yeah, we're enjoying the view. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful. And down below on the, in the river, um, kind of in like a little alcove area, there's this red human-sized <laughs> <laughs> object just floating in and out um, on the shore. Yeah. So, no, I don't think it was a dead body, but... I mean, it looks like a sleeping bag. That's what we kept saying. Exactly. It looked like a sleeping bag. like something that would have more easily come off a boat that people wouldn't have cared came off. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. know. You you said it right there. It looked like a sleeping bag. With a dead body in it. I mean, 
A suit, yeah. <laughs> it was red. It was a red scene bag. Hopefully we don't eventually find this out. But uh, And then a boat uh, group, river group came by, and we kept expecting one of them to pull over and like go Get inspect it. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah. We've seen a couple of those things. We saw that uh, on our run, too. We, well, not that, but we saw um, an entire tent and sleeping bag just completely oh, yeah. abandoned on the side of the of Bright Angel Trail. Yeah, that was weird. Totally abandoned. I no think someone was being it. lazy and didn't want to hike out with their They stuff. didn't want to hike out with it, yeah. yeah. It was just on the side of the really trail. It was really lightweight. It was bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we saw, we saw this uh, thing floating <laughs> in the <laughs> viewpoint. Continued on, uh, hit Tanner Beach. Oh, as we're walking, we start looking at the river and noticing what? That it uh, changed colors <laughs> from the morning and is now brown. Yep. <laughs> and if you guys know what that means and you know about depending on the river for water, that means that your filter is basically useless with Colorado River water at that point when it's red. So we got to Tanner Camp, Tanner Beach, uh, found camp and I grabbed the, the jug. We got water. We put it through a shirt, um, and filter, uh, primary filtration, which is always a great thing. And always bring a handkerchief, by the way, bring a handkerchief, cotton, not poly pro, but cotton, um, primary filtration worked pretty well enough mm-hmm. to boil it. Then afterwards, and use it um, with some emergency or not emergency. What did you have? Yeah, emergency. Uh, the, the same Sprouts kind of brand. Thing. Yeah, like a flavored, <laughs> a fla- basically like a flavor packet. Um, and then let it settle overnight um, for the next morning. So filtering. Always remember if you're going on a journey in Grand Canyon and you're depending on the river for your water, you need to be able to primary filter. And what I mean by that is you need to take that sediment out or you need to be able to let it sit for, I don't know. I don't know how many hours. I, I would say like six to eight hours yeah. is probably a great amount of time. Overnight is when you're going to get clear water. Mm-hmm. Um, so beware that or else it's going to destroy your filter and you're not going to have filter water. Also, if you guys out there use ultraviolet radiation, uh, pins for your filtration, which I had for a long time and I loved, Steri pins are not reliable in that situation because the UV radiation will not pass through those particulates and you can have the bacteria or the Gerardia hiding in a sense behind those particulates. Mm. So UV filtration is not an acceptable means by that. You need primary filtration. You can't, <laughs> as in the brewing community, you can't sanitize dirt. That's a, that's a saying, so... But we got there. Um, it was a good camp. Mm-hmm. I like, I think you agree with yeah, me. Yeah, New Hans was just really pretty. I like Hans better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tanner Rapids are no joke either, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a good one. Uh, we were all by ourselves there. Yeah, which I was so surprised by. I thought we were going to roll in and there was going to be a huge river party there, like 50 people. And I thought we were going to be fighting over campsites. And yeah, not a soul. No one, because we had back at Hans, we had uh, just one, two guys, two guys, but then that tent. Oh yeah, <laughs> tent where we never where, saw anybody. Where? Yeah, where were they? 
Uh, yeah. So I had a beautiful sunset there at Tanner Beach and then woke up in the morning and, and hiked up uh, Tanner Trail. <laughs> Tanner. It was not a joke. No. If you're... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because I'm getting older, but I just... <laughs> again, a theme on the podcast. But <laughs> This is called the Carrie Gets Older podcast. It's awful. Um, I just keep expecting these trips to be so easy. And, you know, this one was lower mileage than we usually do. And um, it was still, parts of it were still very tough. That hike out was, um, yeah, it was steep, it was a little rugged. My calves were sore. Yeah, Tanner Trail, um, I don't know. I, th- I think it depends how you take it. We, we took it as we always take trails, um, just go, <laughs> go, go, go. Uh, and so if you had completely all day to do it, um, then you would take breaks and you would have nice lunches and all that stuff. But it's, yeah, Tanner Trail, uh, anyone out there has done Tanner Trail, you know, it's, yeah, it's a steep, how many, t- I don't know, that between that and the New Hance, which one do you think is more rugged? Like um, as far as like not maintained, as far as like scrambling and like. Oh, I would say New Hance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tanner was. At least the top half of New Hance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's new hands. Yeah. Old. It was the regular hands trail was, was destroyed like five or six times before they finally decided to reroute it. By um, rockfall. That's or... what, yeah. Rockfall storms like would just like, yeah. Um, that's why it's called the new hands huh. trail. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hiked up Tanner. Uh, our car was still back at new hands. So we got to the top of Tanner trail and had to, uh, and we knew this beforehand, but we had to find a hitch, a hitchhike, um, in the parking lot. Thank goodness. The weather was still great. Yeah. Uh, there was still a lot of people there. Kind of. Although I do think if it was raining, people would have felt sorry for us. (laughs) Like a lot of very nice people said no, which I was surprised by. (laughs) Like I offered to take a lot of photos of people and they still said no. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We had to pick and choose. And it's funny. We, we had an option right pretty much right off the bat with a guy who had locked his keys in his car and he said he would give us a ride, but we had to wait till he got the locksmith there. Um, and then we asked a couple more people and it was either we don't have room or going the opposite direction. Oh yeah. The opposite direction. Well, and then I started to feel like this guy just wanted to chit chat and he was awesome. He was super nice. So, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, Bruce. What's up, Bruce? Um, So it was good to just kind of um, get to know someone, and I didn't mind waiting, chatting with him. I felt kind of committed to, like, I felt like he really wanted to give us a ride because he wanted to talk. (laughs) Yeah, I felt bad when I said, (laughs) I wasn't thinking, and and I was like, oh, cool, you'll give us a ride, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm going to go check with these people. (laughs) And then afterwards, that's kind of messed up. But I had a good conversation with him for about five miles or so back to our car. Um, and yeah, da, 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 another Grand Canyon trip complete. Yeah. The Escalante route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done in three days, two before nights. Before dark, it was crazy. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call it, it's funny to call it a chill trip when you do, how many miles do you say? 35? I think 35. Yeah. 35 miles, three days, two nights. That sounds so weak. <laughs> but, um, Yeah. So anything else to add for the story? I don't think so. 
Yeah. Would you suggest this route to others? Yes, I definitely would. Why? What are your top two points for this route? Top two attractions of this route for me were um, Papago Canyon and the Ankar Group. Mm, cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I would say the top two reasons for me would be the two camps. I think hmm. beach camps in Grand Canyon along the river is really, uh, those, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, especially, like we said, we, we both like the hands better. But both of them, even if you don't do this loop, if you go down to the, to the river camp and come back out, like it's just, you're sitting, you're camping at some of the most rugged terrain and rugged rapids out there. You go down, I, you can't hear very, I mean, you can hear, sorry. Oh, you can hear, so but nice like, camping next to a river. Yeah, those are my top, my top two are both the same, but the, the campsites at the rapids. Yeah. It's awesome. So. And then we emerged from three days in the canyon to honestly a mm. different world. Oh yeah. Um, which was interesting. You know, like we said at the top, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. And I think that for us and everyone listening, our lives have kind of changed pretty dramatically in um, a week or less than a week, Mm -hmm. um, really day by day. So yeah, it was kind of interesting doing um, grocery shopping for the trip on Thursday night and having things be pretty chill. Definitely didn't feel like I needed to be in hoarding mode. And then um, we came out and uh, yeah, things had just progressed quite a bit and started the week off just, you know, in a completely different place. So it's interesting how being down in the canyon really removes you from society and, um, you know, communicating with the outside world. And you're just kind of going step by step, mile by mile, focusing on, you know, the trail ahead of you. And then came out to the harsh reality of what we're all dealing with right now. I think there's a lot to be, you know, a lot of connections that can be made there. We were at one point, our main focus of, it's harsh to say, but our our main focus of our lives at one point down there was getting water, you know, some necessity that is as simple as water. And then now coming up here and having, you know, people concerned about that. And, and it's a, yeah, it's a different state to have the ability and the privilege, honestly, to go out and, and be in these places in Grand Canyon, these rugged terrains and to not necessarily challenge yourself, but to go out there and see, you know, what life unconnected is, is, is kind of a cool reminder in these times mm-hmm. when we're, when we're not only suggested, but. <laughs> at some points told to distance ourselves from from everything so yeah so hopefully everyone out there is is safe when you're listening to this and healthy and and everything's passed by and we're all good again and we're all now worried about when the next series you know premiere of our netflix show is <laughs> and, and we're back to you know those kind of worries instead of you know social isolation Awesome. Another great trip. Uh, I'll cheers your water since you're not drinking anymore. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers, Canyon Brat. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully you learned a little bit about the Escalante route and um, we're able to take your minds off of what's going on around right now. Uh, And Stay safe. Stay healthy. Well, I'm uh, She's Carrie Henderson. 
She's Nick Urban. And <laughs> let's go do something oh, stupid. Oh, wait, I didn't say I was counting on my fingers, but down here. <laughs> She's Carrie Henderson. He's Nick Urban. And let's, let's go, go do, do something, something stupid. stupid. Six feet away from everyone else. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> let's go do something stupid. Like By ourselves. Try to find toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs>